slack guy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of NI's most underrated podcast, the Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. How are we all doing, people? Are we well? Are we positive in week 742.9 or whatever of lockdown? How are we feeling? It's a Sunday afternoon I'm recording today. The, the sun is shining. The weather is sweet. And I'm most certainly not exercising, dancing feet whilst coming to you from inside my dining room today. Um, I should point out, I do have, without doubt, undiagnosed ADHD. I've had that from I was a child, but I'm coping with it. So all I'm saying to you now is I may or may not cut this podcast short because sun. All right, I may cut the podcast short because shiny things and sun and shiny things are two reasons why I'd want to. I mean, I'm saying shiny things. What is happening is that the sun is shining off the bonnet of my car in the window, in my eyes. I'm blinded, I can't see, and I've ADHD. Bad times. But on the plus side, it seems as though the lockdown restrictions are are slowly lifting. Now, I say slowly lifting. I went to Newcastle, Newcastle, yesterday. Not upon time. I don't know why I did that accent, but down. And it was just as if it was a normal summer's day in Newcastle. Now, I say, like, a normal summer's day in Newcastle. I mean a normal summer's day anywhere because I've never actually been to Newcastle before. Now, people are probably out there going, oh, my God, what? You're, like, old as fuck and you've never been in Newcastle? And I'll say, listen, that's fair enough. I was a sheltered boy. You know, whenever I was a younger gentleman, when I was a teenager, I was more interested in PlayStation and pulling the wire on myself than I was to go anywhere in my family. So my parents were just going places or whatever, and I'm just staying in the house playing Tomb Raider or WrestleMania or whatever other shit I was playing back in the day. Tekken too, enjoy that. Uh, I also enjoyed the game Wipeout 2090 something or other it was a great game also and that's just what I did and and, and you may hear a noise in the background of a neighbour cutting his grass it could be my neighbour who listens to this podcast and if it is you fucked it for everyone but if it isn't if it's just someone cutting the grass because it's a nice day fair play to them I'll be out there soon like the Nasty Moors Club cutting my grass hopefully depending on how I get on with this podcast but yeah, I'd say things seem to be loosening. There seems to be restrictions um, being taken back and seems to be breaking into a degree of normality. Now, I had a great weekend. Brought myself up to Newcastle with a family. I say up to Newcastle, I'm north down, so technically went down to Newcastle. And uh, it was beaut. Obviously, as the old fable goes, the mountains of Mourne roll down to the sea that's what we quite literally saw right there and it was beautiful um went to Torella beach let holly my wee girl loose and she just basically didn't really do anything want carried so we say let her loose to enjoy the beach put her down said carry me daddy so then i just basically carried her around and sweated a lot while other people looked at me and were like why is that guy wearing a pair of sunglasses why is that guy wearing a hat? Why is that guy wearing a winter's coat and a pair of jeans? And I'll tell you why. Because when we left the kingdom of North Down to head to Newcastle, 
it was cold and wet and we got the Newcastle's roast and I couldn't just strip off because you know I don't want people to see the Royal Scepter aka the peace aka my penis so I just had to enjoy the sweat now you're probably going why do you have to take your trousers and your pants off can you not just merely take your coat off nah I'm an all in kind of guy if I'm taking one bit of clothing off the whole shebang's coming off if, hey, if I'm going to take my sunglasses off you're seeing my dick so you make the choice if you want to see me without any if you want to see Papa sans sunglasses you're going to see Papa avec cock and balls so the choice is yours but we went there it was nice again obviously I've never been to that part of the world never been to Torella Beach going to say off the off the bat overrated you know Port Stewart Strand far superior Torella Beach quite grey if I will say the sand pretty grey look kind of like to me I, I said to my wife I said this beach is what I imagine a beach would look like in Hull now am I just judging Hull yeah I've never been to Hull either but I imagine Hull to be quite a ugh, kind of place quite a grey place I imagine Hull to be just not even full of rivers or, or oceans just full of estuaries you know like the, where, where rivers and oceans connect so not even sweet nice not just nice sea or a flowing river just estuaries you know nobody needs just a world full of estuaries but it was a nice time and again at the moment I'm sounding like a, a, a wanker basically because we've been stuck inside forever God knows how long now and to get out for the day it was nice now went to Newcastle itself it was also a nice time in a typical mother wife fashion the, the sole reason my wife decided to go to Newcastle was to get shoes for the chain why you know why just not hey go online and order the chair shoes she's like no you're so inconsiderate you have to you have to get her feet measured to know what size of shoes to get her and i was like i just guess you know it's kind of my my mantra i just guess the sizes of things and then say it and run with it lean into it guess the size of engagement ring for her worked perfect fit albeit i did use my pinky finger and try her existing rings on my pinky to discover much like the foot of cinderella with the glass slipper perfect fit you know so when i was in when i was in the the jewelers getting the engagement ring there was just this jumped up bitch trying to be like he actually real wrong you can't know the size of things and blah, blah. And i was like all right okay he's like i know people who have put string around their partner's fingers whilst they sleep they've done all sorts to try to measure the correct size and i said listen here fucker this is the size of my number one squeezes finger all right so you give me a ring that's going to fit papa's pinky and then if it doesn't we get it resized all right i'm not gonna go and, and fucking go back and be like here can you come in to me because hey guess what gives a surprise away you absolute nonce you know now i don't know if this female jeweler was indeed a nonce i mean i'm just calling her one i don't know if she's a practicing nonce i'd, I'd like to assume she's not a practicing nonce because i mean you shouldn't be having gainful employment if you're a practicing nonce the only thing you should be doing if you're a practicing nonce is getting hit upside the head with mop buckets in prison that's the point but for the sake of this story she was acting like a nonce because i mean i imagine a nonce would get on like that they'd be like oh size is so important they'd be like listen size shouldn't be important to you if you know you're shut up right so i said to Catherine, i was like look I'll just guess the size of, of Holly's feet. I'll just guess what size they are. Now, whenever we went in and got measured and stuff, 
the woman who worked in the place. Now, first and foremost, one in, one out sort of thing going on in this shoe shop. Because again, in the streets, basically Newcastle is just full of, of old folk, like people who are like just seeing water for the last time and then they're being brought back to the care home and having their their lights switched off. Now you're probably going, if they're able enough to be out walking on the promenade looking out wide, I don't know. Again, I don't know how care homes work all i know is that you get a certain time and it's like right okay you're cooked see you later goose so this is just either full of old people or fuck boys like the amount of teenage guys i've seen with that floppy hair oh made me sick so in the streets you're just like these fuckers have no respect for like distance and stuff so i was i was like loosening up my shoulders slowly you know like just rotating them inside my jacket to try to you know, make sure if any shit went down, Papa's shoulders are loose. They're ready to swing a few KOPs, knockout punches for anyone who doesn't get my abbreviation. But it just seemed normal, you know. Now there was a car that drove past us as we were walking along, myself, my wife, child in, in like a buggy, right? And I just hear this sort of dull music. And then a, a carload of fuckboys come along as another fuckboy comes out of his shop. But said fuckboy exit in the shop... It's so buzzing to try to get some kind of respect out of the fuck boys in the car that he's just like I don't know what he's like. He was flipping, like he was he was doing a hand gesture, you know. But I mean, this guy. Here's the thing, right? Why do kids nowadays like think they're being so sweet and cool and they do like hand gestures to be like, "Yo, homie, what's up?" and all this shit. But at the same time, wear skin tight grey tracksuit bottoms that you see the wee boy bums. You know what I mean? Not even big fucking muscular glutes and powerful thighs. Just wee boy fat bums, wee puppy fat bums. You know what I mean? You're trying to be gangsters with puppy fat bums. What are you doing? You know, you cannot, you cannot name me one gangster out there that has a puppy fat bum. If you're going to be a gangster, you're going to have a hard arse. Do you know what I mean? Primarily, if people try to take advantage of you in prison, you can snap their dicks off. You know, that's I, what I assume it is. But if you're rocking about in, like, really tight tracksuit bottoms with puppy, bu- puppy fat arse, no way. I <laughs> don't want to be doing that. So this guy comes out, forgetting that we're in the way, and nearly just trips and falls over the pram, which if he had done that, I would have r- driven the pram over the top of him and tried to hurt him, but at the same time, never stopped laughing because that would have been his street cred done. He'd have busted his face, broke his wee ankle, and then just been lying on the ground with his puppy fat ass up in the air. You know, it wouldn't be an entirely great scenario for that guy. So this is the demograph of Newcastle, old people and fuckboys and puppy fat horses, right? So I'm sort of just neglecting the fact that there's a full pandemic in my head. I'm like, this is kind of normal. You know, people are arguably too close to me. Now, at the same time, before this pandemic kicked in, before there was any sort of lockdown procedures, I was very particular about people coming near me. You know what I mean? Like, obviously... You guys know yourself listening to the podcast and seeing me as a stand-up and as a fucking, you know, as a, as a guy that you just recognise whatever, you know, people try to come up to me and stuff and, and get photos and shit and whatever, you know, it's, it's nothing to me, but I don't like it. You know, even before the pandemic, I like, don't touch me. Never come near. Like, the force field, don't enter past it, otherwise you're, you're going to be getting, you know, a very stiff right hand not close fist opened but into the throat to really take the wind out of you right so there we are i'm just totally neglecting the fact that there's 
a pandemic, right? Everyone's all over the show. We go into the shoe shop, McCready's in Newcastle, big shout out. Um, and it's a one in, one out. You go in, put your wee squirt squirt in your hand. Um, that's anti antiseptic or anti fucking bacterial. Who knows? It's some sort of hand sanitizer. All right. You put that on, and you go down and get your child's feet measured. And that's all fine until you get in there and it's, it's single file, one in, one out. The really nice woman that measured my daughter's feet had to bring over a Perspex like shield and then get her to put her foot under it to measure it. And it was all very peculiar. What was weirder was she was behind this Perspex sheet to measure Holly's feet, but then was just leaning around the side of it, chatting away, albeit she did have a face mask on, but all very weird and all very sort of ambiguous as to what exactly you have to do for social distancing. So that was pretty strange to see. Now, back to my initial point about being the master of size and things. Um, the woman was like, oh, her feet are size 7. And I went, but they were size 7. And then I was informed they're not size 7. So what my point is, if I'd have gone with no knowledge of the size of my daughter's feet to buy her shoes... At a bottom size seven, therefore being correct, therefore predicting the correct size of my child's feet without ever being told. Because I am the master of size. If you guys need to know any sizes, tell you what, listeners, send me yourselves, your feet, your bodies, whatever you want to send me and ask me what size you are, and I'll tell you what size of shirts you wear, what size of shoes you wear, what size of hats you wear, what size of fucking bras. I'll, I'll know that, even though I know nothing about that. I'll know, because I am the size master. And I don't know where that came from. But that's what we did. Spent a bit of time there in Newcastle. Had some fish and chips at the sea. It was a nice time. Um, then just got ourselves home. So it was a whole day of Saturday spent just up down again up and down who knows just down Newcastle was a nice time would recommend uh, got a nice wee ice cream for the way home too again mods would recommend hard to beat mods in terms of ice cream Um, I don't know mod personally the original mod whoever she was at the time but mod must have just I assume just made ice cream for her family and stuff or whatever Christmas or weekends and is good shit but mod mod is the shit and mods ice cream would recommend that being said, this is the last day that I'm kind of being a fatty. I've decided that, you know, obviously with the exercise, bike and stuff, the last couple of weeks, I've been, to be fair, the last week, I've kind of just not done any exercise. And that's because I've just been chock-a-block with fucking work. No, not fun work, not comedy work, day job work, boo. I've been home alone with a kid, and then I've had a deadline of actual comedy work to do, so I've just kind of been been struggling now chat we chatted in this podcast before we chatted in boy time before about mental health and where you've been at and stuff and i think during this pandemic we got to be acutely aware of the impact on people's mental health now i think being indoors is a killer you know it really does make you feel down and dumps. Thank God the sun's out. That is a big thing. Like, I actually realised come the end of this week, I actually didn't leave my house for five days this week, you know, and that was not sweet. Um, But on the bright side, I got out this weekend. I'm feeling much better, but now I'm really trying to refocus. I've got the work that I needed to get done, done. I've got work that I need to do for comedy, done. So I can just kind of prioritize other things and my general health is what i'm going to focus on so i'm going to go for like 
a strict number of weeks at a time, diet and exercise, and hopefully we'll shift some weight because it's not so long until uh, my little Bambino number two's here. You know, it'll be sort of late September time. So I was at the fattest I've ever been. Um, <laughs> like, that was achievement. That was the fattest I've ever been when my daughter was born. That was true because through the pregnancy, of course, your your partner is eating for two. You don't want her to feel flipping self-conscious about herself. So you, of course, decide to eat for three yourself, your partner and the baby-to-be. So that kind of happened to me when, when Holly's born. I became the fattest bastard. So at the moment, I'm just um, just a fat, the fat bastard, not even a fat bastard. I'm the fat bastard, not the fattest yet. But I'm, I was sort of en route to that. But I think now that I've got the head sorted, I'm going to enjoy a nice barbecue tonight. I'm going to detox with a lot of water, a lot of lemon water. And then Monday I'm coming for you. I'm coming for the fucking throne. And by coming for the throne, I mean just trying to fucking cut the back fat off me. You know, if I could just go to the butchers and be like, here, man, take some of the silver side and get rid of it, I'd be happy as a pig and shit. You know, but... Work needs to be done. Priorities. I'm getting old. It's harder to lose weight. Easier to put it on. So, yeah, I'm just looking to do that. And again, I want all all you guys, girls out there, listeners, um, physique guys, physique girls. You know, let's all rally behind each other. Let's get it going. Anyone out there, you know, wanting to, to push it, just just you know, keep let's keep the movement going. Let me know who's out there. And again, that's another thing we used to do on the podcast. We used to have the community. You know, any anybody out there at the minute looking hooked up on dates? You know, this is another thing we used to, we did on, on the weird podcast. If anyone's out there wants to meet somebody else, another sly person on a date, let me know and I'll put your details out there and get people to follow you and get chatting because this is what we're doing. This is lockdown. I'm not dating service too. Davies Dates, if you're looking to date out there, get in touch, I'll put you out in the podcast, that's what we're about, speaking about community, anybody out there know anyone that's a dab hand at cutting bushes, and I don't mean pubes, because hey, I'm the master of that too, I'm talking actual garden bushes, because my bushes need cut, and I just don't have the time, and also skill to do it, so if you are a horticulturist out there wanting to cut my bush, holler at your boy. Obviously, competitive prices only, but holler at me. Um, speaking of hollering as well, Tommy Corrigan, your boy, has hollered at me. Oh, I'm going to stop speaking like that. Um, and he rated and reviewed the podcast, which is terrific. Thank you very much for doing that, Tommy. Always appreciate it. Tommy said, Big Dave always produces. I don't know if that means content on the podcast or other things because, you know, I've got my own twice and uh, two kids, whatever. Um Tommy said, Big Dave produces the goods week in, week out. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Tommy. The most underrated podcast out there. Correct. Keep up the good work, my man. Thank you very much, Tommy. Much appreciated that you took the time to rate and review. Any of the other guys out there, again, I see the listening figures. There's a lot of people not bothering. Please do it. It means the world, especially during this lockdown time. Um. I've got a few wee bits and bobs sort of to try to um, up the uh, up the ante of the podcast a bit. Um, so we could be going live the video podcast soon. Shh, keep don't tell anyone. Only slide guys, right? But that could be something that I'm looking to looking to get on soon. So get excited about that. Um, also, people out there, there's still more stuff going out over on Patreon. Slide guy podcast with Dave Elliott. I put. Uh, 
an extra podcast out every week answer a few more questions a few more personal questions give you a few more bits of goth over there so if you want to sign up get yourselves over to that and thank you again to anybody who subscribes to patreon it's it's great helps a lot and all that i make from the patreon goes back in to the podcast so you're helping me to help you to help us i mean listen i should be a politician with chat like that and speaking of politicians and this next segment has nothing to do with politicians but it is a sponsor of the podcast and as you know the slag guy podcast is brought to you in association with modest beer if you don't know by now modest are a little independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers and in lockdown, Modest have been going off the charts. They've been making beer left, right and centre, LR and C, and they're getting it delivered to you guys. Get yourselves online to www.modestbeer.co.uk or follow them on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at Modest Beer. Delivery available, collection available. Check out the Vineyard, delivers anywhere in NI. Bottle to Boot, Neil's Wines, Grange Wine Merchants, Alexander's, all do deliveries. Get modest, get it now. What about that for a for an advert? Yeah, any any just out there. See if anyone else wants to sponsor a podcast. Come at me. I'm open to sponsors. I'm open to anyone that's looking to get on board of the podcast. I'm open to anything. <laughs> Sounded very overtly sexual there. Not anything. There are limits. Um, just anything going into my anus really is not for me because I tell you what, it's nothing against people that have stuff going into their anus, each to their own, but all I'm saying is I've accidentally, you know, popped my finger through a tissue before and it's gone into my bum and it hurt, okay? Um, listeners' questions, let's just get into them. Let's get into them this week and get out of here because, like I said, the ADHD guy has got to get outside into the sunshine. Um, John Joe Flood said, please, please share Papa Bear's feeling on Chappelle 846. I know he is the GOAT and can do whatever he wants, when he wants, and that's on the subject matter, uh, is obviously monumental. However, do you think this is a step beyond comedy? Can it be classed as a show, or should it be looked at as a statement or social commentary? Um, that's actually a really good question. You know, I feel, I have watched Chappelle's 846, and it was definitely powerful. You know, it was basically, it was like a half hour, and... Um, I don't even want to say a special. It was a half hour piece is a good word I would describe it as from Dave Chappelle, who is, in my opinion, one of the best stand-ups, if not the best stand-up of all time. Um, his last special he did on Netflix, uh, Sticks and Stones, was 10 out of 10. I absolutely loved it. And this was... I mean, here's the thing. He is a comedian and someone we all look up to. I think... In comedy, a lot of times you have a platform and it's up to you to decide what you do with that. Obviously, the subject matter is something very important. It's something that Dave Chappelle has been talking about in his sets for years. Um, I feel like the actual piece itself, 846, is definitely not comedy. It's definitely not special. There are bits in it that are funny. You know, there are moments of, of, of lightheartedness in it, but it is effectively a message um, that there needs to be change uh, in relation to racism and the treatment of, of black people in America specifically. And 
thought it was a really excellent piece. I think, um, like you say, Dave Chappelle is a comedian as well as just being comedians. You do have a degree of influence. Now, I know obviously to a much lesser extent that I may have any influence on people, but Dave Chappelle is obviously worldwide famous, the top comedians of all time nearly. You know, he has a platform to do that and and I'm glad he has spoken out about it. The way he did it was eye-opening and also was going to get a lot of people um, understanding and uh, reacting to what's been going on and I think that's very important. I would definitely not say it is a comedy piece or even a show, as I would say. It's definitely... Uh, there's a, elements of social commentary it's definitely a statement it was a very powerful piece um, that was very much needed in the times I feel but I wouldn't say that it is is comedy and again I think that he's that good and that funny that he can make a, make an, a statement and make an impact on such a serious matter as that and really push it across to people you know people that maybe aren't aware of what's going on or maybe aren't aware of the extent of it and seeing someone like Dave Chappelle talk about it somebody who's normally always hilarious taking a a sidestep from what you would expect and just you know almost letting the mask come off for a while to say look yeah I am one of the funniest comedians of all time but fuck this I'm I'm not coming on here to be funny I'm coming on here to make a point to make a statement and to get the message across and I think he did that brilliantly I think it was really insightful really useful and very much needed so yeah and Chappelle is a goat to be fair and it also from a totally different point of view got me kind of a wee bit excited about the fact that it was an outdoor event and I started thinking maybe there could be outdoor gigs again soon which would just be too exciting because I'm now this week starting to really miss stand up this has been the week that I've been like oh no I miss it Um. But it's also exciting on another side of things as well in that I've got, I'm working on something at the moment um, developing a project with hopefully the view to get it made into some kind of show. Um, that's obviously the, 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 the bread and butter work at the minute. But when I get this initial stage done and it's being worked on at other levels, um, it'll free me to write um, stuff that I actually want to write which is you know exciting too from a stand up point of view if I didn't put that across what I mean from a stand up point of view a lot of the time we have gigs coming up or we have shows and we almost are forced into writing we're like oh fuck we have a show coming up we need to write for it whereas now I know there's nothing coming up for the foreseeable so I can almost kind of write in a way that I'm like just looking at strange bits that I might not look at so I'm excited about putting new bits together I'm excited about trying them out um, and I know that could be a way away yet so I'm just going to try and keep writing bits kind of write as many bits as I can so when I get out of lockdown hopefully I'll have a new show again nothing's been confirmed yet but I will for sure be doing a new show uh, in 2021 I was planning on taking 2020 off anyway just because I think I kind of felt like I want to do things more on my terms, whereas I think sometimes things are reactionary. To You see oh, other people are doing shows or other people are doing this and you feel like you have to do it, whereas I thought, you know what, nah, I'm going to take a break. I've done an hour show um, 
in the last two years. I did 30 Years of Dave, which was my first hour. Then I did Dad, which was my second hour. And now I'll have a new hour for 2021, which I'm actually very excited about. I've already started writing bits. They're getting me giddy. I'm looking forward to telling them. That's how I always know in my head that I think a bit's a good bit. If I'm like, hee hee, I can't wait to get out on the stage to tell people. That's normally when I feel as though um, I'm going to do a good bit, basically. Um, Michael Kerr has said, Hey Dave, Bundorn or Portrush? I mean, I feel like that's, in some respects, asking to support Celtic or to support Rangers. Um, and the answer is, mm, I don't support either of those teams. I support Arsenal. But in terms of have I ever been to, I've not actually been to Bundorn, you know, and only in like, the last five or six years have been in Portrush. So, you know, I, I, people are going, well, you're the sheltered guy. I'm like, yes, I am sheltered. But I also just went on big mad holidays when I was younger because I'm a sport guy. You know what I mean? But Portrush is a specifically uh, important place for me as that's where I got engaged. Um, and I've spent a lot of time up there with my my beautiful wife and it means a lot to us so poor rush would win it's one of my favorite places on earth the north coast is just i just love it you know newcastle yesterday nice time north coast nothing like it no i just love it love it all, all about it now i'm starting to think to myself i'm like that is a life goal for me i just want to have a wee holiday home in the north coast that's me i'm 33 you know a few years yet i'm like by the time i i call it a day whether that be working and again I don't know what's going to happen am I going to be working in my day job forever am I going to be living the dream of being a comedian and a writer <coughs> who knows you know albeit I will say at the moment things are as good as they've ever been for me in terms of <coughs> writing and opportunities of stuff that I'm working on at the minute that could potentially be the crossover between working the full-time job and being full-time at comedy, which, again, at this stage is my only goal at all. I just want to be able to provide full-time being a silly goose. And then, if that is the case, if I do get to pack in the day job and do comedy full-time, it'll open up so many other opportunities for me to do other things and more content. Definitely get this video podcast fucking hell. I've been talking about that for years and yeah I'm just working really hard to try to make that um, aspiration a reality so um, you know poor rush for me Michael nice question um, but tell you what I am very very open and keen to go to Bundorn as well um, whenever we were expecting Holly a couple of years three years ago now um, we, had, we were supposed to be going on a nice big holiday but then obviously Chad came along so instead we decided we'll go for basically a staycation stay on Ireland the island of Ireland the whole north and south it will enjoy it in went to the ring of Kerry 10 out of 10 holiday lovely food lovely sights great trip would recommend so yeah I'm totally open to taking my candy ass down to Bundorn for a nice time as well uh, V-Dog boy has said once lockdown is properly over where are you for for your first pint and where for a nice meal hmm that's a good question. Um, for a pint, I mean, I want to go to the local, my local, the Bats Club in Bangor. That's where I want to go. I want to get a few of my boys down there, have pints, watch football, just enjoy ta- a good time with me, my friends, and just a load of old men. Because what's better? You know, what's better than just old guys and guys just being 
guys, it's a great time, you know. Um, that's probably where I want my first pint. Albeit, I wouldn't mind a pint of Guinness and Fieldies and Banger too. That'd be a good a good shout as well. Um, I feel like just doing a banger a banger pub crawl could be the ticket for me. It's it's a good spot for a pub crawl. Um, and in town, obviously, I'm not just saying this as I have a comedy club there, but Pug Uglies has an absolutely killer pint of Guinness as well. Before, when it was Morrison's, it was one of the be- it was the best pint in Belfast for sure. And I'd say Pugs or White's Tavern have the best pint of Guinness going in Belfast. Um, the best pint of Guinness I, I think I've ever had is in McCaig's Bar on Rathlin Island. It's the top shit. But second, I'd say, would be Pugs and Fieldies is, is definitely top two as well like so any of those spots um and in terms of a meal mm, it's hard to know i'm a big fan of made in belfast i must say it's a good spot i like i really like the food there really enjoy dean's as well you know if you're going to sort of the upper market kind of kind of areas in terms of just underrated meals tell you what i got for my dinner last night after we got back from newcastle we went to i'm going to stop saying newcastle like that because it's probably fucking annoying if you're listening to that podcast being why is he speaking like a fucking geordie and be like i don't know why i'm talking like a fucking geordie um oh i don't know why i'm talking like a fucking gay geordie either um but i am um but other than that we went we got a takeout dinner from grace neils the oldest pub in ireland allegedly but I mean, aren't there like seven of those babies? So I got takeout there, lasagna and chips and seafood chowder for a starter. And tell you what, Grace Nails, mm, very tasty, very sexy, very nice. Would recommend. Probably will go back there. Could potentially be for one of the first post-lockdown meals. So there's a, a shout. And thanks for the question. I very much enjoyed answering that. Got my wee ticker thinking. Um, my head ticking, not my heart thinking, because that's just fucking strange. Johnny Bow, my man, has said... Uh, nothing actually he just sent me a story uh, i love that not even a question just a link um and i mean if people get named things off of social media that's a weird thing and the headline of this is tiktok's tadpole girl dairy teen turns thirty-seven thousand nine hundred thirty tadpoles in the frogs mm. A new trend is going viral on TikTok after a girl from Derry, Northern Ireland, decided to keep tadpoles as pets. The videos are gaining huge social media attention as people are in awe of the girl who keeps 37,930 tadpoles in a paddling pool in her back garden. Hey, who's counting those? That's my first question. She's feeding them, looking after them, posting updates on TikTok every day. She raises them into frogs. Um, a new trend has emerged where people would be getting thousands of tadpoles and keeping them in an enclosed space as pets, watching them grow, eventually turning into frogs. They're filming the process and posting the videos to TikTok and then feeding them and nurturing them so they'll grow. Hey, I'm going to say, if you've 37,930 tadpoles, if it all goes well, you're talking about having 37,930 frogs. That's too many frogs. Two frogs is too many frogs, let alone having an extra 3,700 928 on top of that shit you know what I mean um, it started when she like TikTok needs to fuck off as well um, she proceeded to post an update every day watching her frog spawn turn into that number of tadpoles why she's feeding them cod boiled lettuce spinach cucumber to keep them and keeping them in a paddling pool hey why is your parents not going what the fuck are you doing um, oh no I see 
She's now 500 followers on TikTok and her videos are gaining huge media attention. Right, no harm, but this is a, a tweet somebody's put up, some random dude, I assume. Right, no harm, but I've just seen a TikTok from a girl from Derry who's raising 37,000 tadpoles out her back. In a few weeks, there's going to be one frog per three people in Derry during a pandemic. This is straight out of the book of Exodus. Yeah, I mean, it's excessive. What I would enjoy to do if she was like, once once the frogs were made, she just killed them and sold them to a French restaurant. That's what I'd be like, like her to be doing if she was just some sort of undercover supplier to the French village or uh, that other French restaurant in Belfast. She was, you and I know, Le French Village or Le Subway or wherever the fuck else there is that does French food in Belfast. There used to be a place where I used to live in Lisbon Road and it was very tasty. But, I mean, I'm 33, I've got dementia, and I can't remember where it is. But that's what I'd like her to be doing. If she's, people are like, oh, she's growing all these frogs. Yeah, there's going to be a problem when they're all born. But if she's just, like, having them, feeding them up, keeping them in, like, I know, a box, and then, which would be mad, <laughs> and then killing them and selling them to a French restaurant, she would get my respect. Serious entrepreneur. See what Alan Sugar has to say about that shit. Send her in front of the Dragon's Den and be like, listen... I'm just cultivating all these frogs, killing them, and selling them to La Francais. Uh, that would be major respect. Um, Davy Witt, or as he's now known as, just Simple Davy, he's gone for that Madonna approach. He's just dropped his surname. He's like, listen, I've been asking regular questions on the Sly Guy podcast for so long now. I no longer need my surname. I'm just simply Davy. Big respect, Davy. Davy has said, well, Dave, have you seen Pretty Single on iPlayer? Mm. <laughs> basically these girls take their makeup off meet five guys and have to choose one for a second date controversial question is it sly for a girl to say I want a guy who works out and looks after himself when she clearly doesn't cheers well here's the thing right <clears throat> everybody can say what they want everybody has and is entitled to have something they like you know what I mean and if they can get that and that's what satisfies them and that's what they want superb but sometimes people need to be realistic do you know what I mean like some people are like this is going to be a bit of stand up I'm going to do um, but I remember chatting uh, one day with my wife about I don't know we're watching TV basically right and Nicole Scher- Scherzinger came on and I was like oh, oh, oh why and Catherine was like what you pervert and I was like Nicole Scherzinger's alright isn't she and she's like she's an attractive woman I'm like oof she'd be on my list and she went what list and I went what she went what what list and I went oh you know like just my sort of just my top my, my like top five list and she went what age are you? And I was like, well, I'm 30, 33. And she's like, why are you compiling lists of sexy people? And I was like, well, you know, just to, to have you. You don't you don't have a list. Like, who else is on this list? And I'd be like, no, there's nobody. It's definitely not Kelly Brook, Alexander Daddario, and, and, and others. And she'd be like, what are you going to do with this list once it's compiled? And I was like, I never thought about that before. You know, it's not actually anything... I don't know why I have a list, what the list means. It's just my favourite people, you know, and I'm sure people out there have 
lists of all they're my absolute favourite who they most you know what I mean they fancy who they find sexy if a girl wants a guy that works out and looks after himself that's fair because I mean ultimately if you look after yourself you're going to live longer and be healthier and stuff you know hence why I need to get my candy ass in gear but I mean I also think that if a girl wants a guy like that you know you always should kind of lead by example so if you're if you know you're a woman and you want a guy that's you know works out and looks after himself you know rather than just for your own pleasure maybe it be a reason that you yourself like to work out and look after yourself so there therefore that could be some kind of like social thing where you could go to the gym together you know couples who train together stay together and all that so maybe that's what it is but if if you don't look after yourself um, and demand all these things you're deluded you know let's be fair like very rarely do you see like super sexy celebrities going out with stinkers because you know sexy attracts sexy albeit you probably look at my wife and go why is she with you and I would say listen the woman's got bad eyesight you know she's a, a beautiful woman that's married to me but she's a beautiful woman with bad eyesight alright she only sort of got proper glasses thank fuck after we got married so I mean the joke's on her you know, but at the end of the day, this is going to sound really, really weird coming from me. But when you get to my age and you're married and whatever, this is when I remember my. I always looked at my mom and dad when I like, use her fucking talking shit when I were growing up, and they would be like, "Oh, it's the the personality." Nah, you are attracted to somebody first and foremost. But then, as it goes on, you need to find somebody that you're compatible with and you love and you like because you don't want to get the older you get. You know, you want to have someone that's your mate because at the end of the day if you're a guy you're going to get droopyitis and the old schmeckle and it's not going to be all about getting that end away anymore it's going to be about just companionship hanging out together why am i saying this in my podcast i'm a fucking nerd but my point is <laughs> fucking looks fade right jesus christ davy stop asking me <laughs> such a fucking nerd i can't believe i genuinely went down that route what a gross guy Ugh. I'm such a fucking dick. Nathan and Celia. Good evening, David. <laughs> oh, er, Mr. Cheeky. He says, uh, what's your optimum pie filling? Are you a chick? I still can't believe. I think, look, you need to look into someone's... Uh. <laughs> what is your optimum pie filling? Now you're talking my language. Uh, are you a chicken and ham guy or a steak and gravy hombre? Or perhaps you prefer a fruit or cream mm, pie. Keep up the stellar work. You know what? I like an apple pie. That's my favourite. I'm a big fan of an apple pie. I've got an apple pie in for my dessert for my last supper before I go on my wee diet here. So, yeah, apple pie is my filling. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say no to a chicken and ham pie either or a steak. I like pies, but then again, I don't really eat pie. So maybe it's I'm not a pie guy. I'm more of like a like a pocket guy like you know not that I put those fillings into my pockets because that would be the complete utter level of fat bastardry but um, you know those like we like what are they slices that's the word get your slice love you um, if you get a slice from Greg's enjoy the the chicken slicing Greg's and I also enjoy the sausage and bean and cheese you so but in terms of pies definitely apple Blaine Sinclair said yes. Yeah. Here's the thing. Put out a podcast question. Anyone got any questions? Blaine replies, yes. Rather than just asking, he goes, yes, I do actually have a question, Davey. Would you mind answering me uh, or telling me your view on why coffee 
has dropped four points in the stock market exchange today. I mean, I feel as though you're very uh, annoyed about that, Blaine. I don't really know whether or not you have coffee stocks. Um, but, I mean, I'm not sure why coffee would have dropped. Because, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not really uh, a stock market guy. So I don't really understand um, really what's going on. But I'll, I'll try and I'll have a guess. Um, as to what as to what that means but assume that the value of coffee has reduced and maybe that's because people are maybe get like there's less coffee being sold maybe at the minute there's maybe like a lot less places being opened so maybe it's not as valuable I mean, I think it's a, sh- a, sh- a shit answer to a question. I don't know where I'm going to go, but as a big coffee fan, I know I've bought out a load of coffee. I've been drinking flat out um, Bulletproof Coffee and Bob Marley's Coffee. You know, I'm just the coffee, coffee manager in this. Again, I have friends who are big into coffee um, and they have like special sage coffee machines. But see, for me, I don't need that. I'm just a cafeteria guy. It does me rightly because I don't put milk in it. You know, I don't need any of that sort of frothing or any of that shit. I just have my, my milk out of the coffee, I just have a black coffee, and that's what I like to do, and it's good, I actually got coffee bags, and um, I think the, the name of the bags, like this is some, I think it basically said, this is some fucking serious shit, on the bags, no joke, I'll, I'll take a photo of that, and put it somewhere, Fuck, probably won't, um, but that's what's going on, but it is some serious shit, but I prefer mostly just putting the ground coffee in, drinking that, whatever, last question, Jamie Harrison, favourite tennis player of the 1990s, Got to be Andre Agassi solely because he played hockey, or he played hockey. He might have done, but he definitely played tennis with a wig on, and that deserves respect. Like I'm a man whose hair is saying bye bye. I'm a man whose hair is leaving my head. I'm a man whose follicles are opening up and just being their real true selves. You know, and that's fine. But I would not wear a wig. Certainly not to play tennis. Certainly not a wig of the standard and size that Andre Agassi wore. So big respect for that. I also was a fan of Pete Sampras because he wore baggy shorts. So they were pretty dope back in the day. I mean, if we're talking female tennis players, always enjoying Martina Navratilova, the number one first pioneer lesbian kicking around. She's an example to all, an LGBT hero and also dope ass major winning tennis player also enjoyed Steffi Graf mainly because now she married Andre Agassi he was my favourite guy um, who else did I enjoy to play tennis back in the 1990s mm. uh, so I think uh, I think I've just cut that's everyone that's them all uh, Boris Becker Boris Becker um, was enjoyable too mainly because of his uh, private life had a one night stand with this woman in a cupboard she had a baby he said that's not my baby she was like alright we'll explain this puts a photo of the baby online has his exact face so I mean there's there for Boris Becker um, as well so there's plenty of good tennis players I'm trying to think of the one that got stabbed who was a really good tennis player except I can't remember her name which is really slimy but hey this is a Sly Guy podcast this is a Sly Guy podcast for another week I'll be back next week if you haven't already please rate and review the podcast please share it on stories wherever retweet whatever you can do the more people see it the more people get on and the more people will realise why this is the most underrated podcast in the country take care fuck coronavirus black lives matter bye